Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Breeze, and it's showtime here again in Berks County on this beautiful Saturday morning, right here on AM Radio 11 WFYL. We're so thankful this, for this global warming March. We've had a great winter and a great last few winters. Uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, we're happy for a greening planet that means warmer winters and colder, cooler summers, if you will. And it's just been a great last few years with the cleaner environment and the greening planet. And so, unlike the green cretins, we are welcoming this This as a good thing, okay? Because we are not seeing the polar caps melting. I think that's a good news. That's good news. So, we have to understand the polar caps aren't melting. Miami will not be underwater in spite of what the Democrats believe, the, the green cretins within the party. They like to try to believe such thing. But anyway, folks, if you're tuning into us, you know we're an oasis of truth, and we bring it at you so quickly. It comes at you. It seems like it's coming at you at the speed of sound, and that's because it is. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Whether you live in Jenkintown or King of Prussia or whether you live in in, in Perky Omen, it doesn't matter, folks. You're tuning into us because you know that we're an oasis of truth. So let's jump right into it. I want to get a little bit into that. What what happened in that Christian school, the Covenant Christian School in Nashville? It's a horrible thing what happened over there. We're going to talk about that. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about with that, and we're going to talk about how well Biden is now trying to push his assault weapons ban and how they're trying to make claims that this was an assault weapon that we know it wasn't. But, you know, it was used in this, but uh, they're going to try to feed the fodder, if you will, of, uh, of uh, you know, getting rid of our Second Amendment rights. And they're going to be jumping the opportunity. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, the major banking crisis, which loans as they as they find nearly 300 uh, two or three hundred more banks could could fail. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about Mayorkas. Mr. Incompetent himself is now saying it's not sound policy to make border crossers seek asylum in Mexico. So he's basically saying that. I think that's very interesting. We're going to jump into that as well. We're going to also talk a little bit about um, Americans uh, working, uh, you know, um, the misery index of Americans is climbing. The misery index is back. Back in the 70s, we had a misery index. And uh, we have a misery index back with us. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how how many Americans are working a second job versus now versus when Trump was president. So that's going to be an interesting thing. And talk about that. And then, of course, the, the fact of how little the dollar buys anymore. We're going to make some comparisons with the economy. And we're also going to talk about the increased crime under the increased crime Democrat Party. And we're going to talk about how that's going with the Biden-appointed district attorney in Washington, D.C., prosecuting only one-third of those arrested in Washington, D.C. We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. So we got a whole lot to cover here today, folks. So we're going to jump into it. And uh, again, thanks for being with us. And thanks for being with us every week. have been doing this show for five years, and we're so thankful for the listeners that tune into us every week. Um, you know, it's we look forward to spending time with you on the show, and we look forward to, to being with you every Saturday morning at, at, uh, at 7 a.m. right here. And and, and again, at 1 p.m. on Saturday, we look forward to that as well. I'm going to comment a little bit about what happened over there in Nashville. And, you know, we are surrounded by evil. It's true. We're surrounded by evil. And that's what walked into the Nashville Elementary School, uh, the, the Covenant, the, the, the Covenant uh, School there, the Covenant School, that the Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. That's what walked in there. Evil walked in. And, uh, 
And the evil wasn't the weapon, okay, uh, that left six dead. It wasn't the weapon. It was the, the heart and mind of the individual who came to kill and to destroy. And that's the truth of it all. And, you know, when you look at what happened earlier this past week, a heavily armed 28-year-old woman uh, who is uh, uh, confused, okay, and let me just put it that way, of a confused woman, uh, that was uh, who denied her existence as who she was created to be for, well, for her entire adult life at least. That well, for a while anyway. I don't know much about this woman, but anyway, uh, denying they are who God created them to be. And so we talked a little bit about how these people, what happens to reprobate people when they, and uh, when people turn into this, they they kind of lose their sensibility and objectivity. They they don't recognize truth anymore. They don't recognize. What happens when, you know, with, with uh, they just don't recognize sensibility. We understand because we see it, but I mean, we know gravity means, you know, we know what gravity is when we see it. And we know what sin is when we see it. We know what evil looks like when we see it. We, we know what's right and what's not right. We know what truth is. Well, this, when we, when you deny you are who God created you to be and and you think you're going to be happier for it, you're not. You're buying into the lie from the pit of hell, and that lie destroys these people. It destroys them psychologically and brings these people to uh, to their knees, if you will. They, they, they don't break God's laws. They break themselves on them, on God's laws, and that's what happened. So this, this, this heavily armed 28-year-old woman uh, stormed the Covenant School and shot to death three people, three adults, and three nine-year-old children before she was put down by the heroic officers that went in there. And let me just tell you, folks, at the, the police officers went in there. I saw the body cam footage of it. And I can tell you that the way the police officers went in there, they were they were precise in their, in their, in their going into the building. They entered the building with precision and with training and they 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 were just the way they went through the doors because you could see it through the body cam how they handle every doorway now this woman who knew how to handle a gun obviously uh, if you see the footage of this woman walking through the hallways you can see her but she had a she had an intense hatred towards these the christian school and she singled out this christian school she did do that and from what i understand uh from what i understand I don't know this completely factually, but I, I, I read this somewhere that she also attended that school. So, uh, but whatever the case is, she had an intense hatred towards the people there. And that's the truth of it. Uh, so anyway, but the, the law enforcement that stormed that building and took down the shooter, they were truly heroic. They went into the building without any fear of themselves, without their fear of their own life. You know, I watched this woke activist on, um, on the internet I was watching some uh, podcast, and they interviewed this woke activist, and this woke activist was talking about how she hates the police. And so this person was talking about, that she was debating, if you will, was talking about how the police were heroes. Heroes in, in, in his mind, because he recognizes who, who is it that's running into the burning building? Who is, who is it that's running into a school when there's a live active shooter in there? Who is it that's doing it? It's the heroes of public service. It's the firefighters and the police. Those are the ones looking to save the lives of those in jeopardy. They're the ones you call. And they're the ones that these woke activist Antifa types are going after and trying to take out. And this is the truth of it. 
So they're they're doing what they can to destroy all of this. They're doing what they can to to destroy the traditions, to burn down our constructs. This is what they're doing. They're when we say on our show here, their goal is to burn down our traditions. They want to torch our traditions and our constructs. This is what we're talking about. This woke activist stated that if she was in jeopardy and needed to call the police, she would not do it. She would simply say this was her time to go. That's what she stated. I mean, she's lying to the podcast. No one wants to go like that. Nobody wants to deny the fact that the police are there to help and save her. She made some lunatic, lunatic, insane claim on why the police were even founded. And then I listened to that. I'm not even going to bring it up on. I'm not going to bring the claim that she made on this show. I'm not going to give credibility to her insanity on this show by by listing what her claim was. But she made some insane claim on what the police were were uh, in, uh, conceptualized for what they were what they came together for initially. It wasn't law and order. It was something else. And I, I just thought it was an insane perspective on police. But anyway. These people are truly insane. They've lost all proper perspective. They don't know what common sense is. They agree with gravity, but they don't agree with other facts of science, like, you know, there's two genders, things like that. So anyway, so this person goes into the school and they, you know, they rushed the door. You know, they 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 went down there and they, they shot these people. And, you know, folks, I want to point out the fact that we do applaud these heroes that went in and saved the day, and we mourn the victims of the shooting. I, I am truly saddened by what happened in these nine-year-olds, the three and three people that were trying to defend, that were innocently shot for whatever reason, you know. And and the Bible tells us that we, we don't we don't grieve as those without hope. We have a hope, okay. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, but because of our, re- our resurrected Savior, we do have hope. Christ overcame death, okay, and that's the truth. He overcame it on the cross. But you know, it, it's really, it, it's really, it's really interesting how how this all came to how this all came to bat and how it all came about. The shooter, um, again, uh, she had an intense resentment against the school, singled the school out, and uh, it's in all likelihood this this the school itself and the the traditions in the school are what this person resented. And uh, for whatever reason, it, I mean, there'll be more to come out on their manifesto. I don't want to over pontificate, but anyway, uh, she was taken out and killed after by the by the heroes, the police that went in there and took her out and saved the lives of many that were in there. And of course, the Democrats and Joe Biden, I should say, the communists and Joe Biden, uh, they're now amping up their pressure to to ban assault weapons. It's interesting that when you see the video of this shooter going through the hallways and you see how she's holding the gun and all you would think it was an assault weapon oh biden thought it was an assault weapon because see oh biden either he knows it's not an assault weapon and is lying to people okay it's, it's either that or okay or it's um or he's just doesn't know <laughs> he doesn't know he's being told by his woke activists that are all around him the woke activists that are running this government around him, that this that, that this was an assault weapon, that assault weapon that this person had. But folks, we know this. We know that it wasn't an assault weapon. We know that surveillance footage shows that the Nashville shooter used a carbine, which fires pistol rounds, not an AR-15. Okay, 
Now, the surveillance photographs and video shows this person walking through the hallways, okay, with uh, using a carbine, a carbine, again, which files, fires pistol rounds. Now, anyone who knows guns knows that, okay? That's what, that's the fact. But Joe Biden, uh, again, is trying to misrepresent what this person had. So, you know, uh, you have, you have him up there declaring a lie. Okay, first off, he declared that this was a, an AR-15, an assault weapon, if you will, or he, this, he, he's trying to make it a claim that this is an assault weapon, which I think was really, really interesting. And uh, it's not an AR-15, okay? It's not, okay? But he's trying to make the claim, so that's the first thing that he's lying to the public. Then he's now he's making this other claim by saying the majority of American people think having assault weapons is bizarre, is crazy, and he's putting that out there. Well, an assault weapon is not what this woman had. An assault weapon is not what most people have. Okay, and so he's talking about something that doesn't exist, but has is not is not the culprit, if you will, was not the weapon of choice by the shooter. Now. Uh, he, he, he's admitting he can't do anything on assault weapons, via executive action. So he's urging Americans to figure out where the representatives stand and the pressure them to get rid of them. So he's just trying to make political fodder out of this, which I think is really sad. Okay. What's really interesting is watching the Democrats act here. So you have this shooter, you have these people who die and you, and, and literally this is a, this is an evil, vile person that went in and did this thing. And this person who does not love life, who didn't even love themselves, which is really sad, you know, and uh, they denied they are, were, they are who God created her to be. She denied that. And obviously that created a, an, an, a, an insurmountable misery within this person to where this person couldn't cope with life for whatever reason and decided to do, decided to do, uh, you know, suicide by a police officer. So what a lot of these people do is they decide to go into a school and shoot people up or go into a grocery store or mall or whatever, and they do their, do their thing. Now, she had her purpose with this Christian school, but whatever the case is, I, I mean, I can't even imagine this person shooting st- shooting people that were unarmed or trying to run away. That's the real horror that, you, that, that we have to picture here. Well, here is old Biden, I mean, immediately, within 24 hours, within, within 24 hours is making political hay on this. The vile communist Democrats who who don't possess one ounce of nobility within them, uh, they they don't. I mean, when you get them all together in a room, they don't have one ounce of nobility within them. They certainly wouldn't know what a noble act was if it was to, to be done on them, um, to them or with them or for them in any capacity. They don't know what nobility is if they if if, 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 if they saw it, they wouldn't know what it was. Okay, they would call it they would call it corruption. They would call nobility vile. See, in this upside-down world we live in, this is the way people think, you know. And there is an axiom, and we got to understand there's an axiom that we can we we need to know that that you know is is that, it, that we need to know that this is a this is true, and that's a society is defined by what it will not tolerate. And so, when God wanted us to know His will and how to live, He gave us ten commandments. Okay, not suggestions, commandments. And our traditions and our lives are defined by what we tolerate and what is not tolerated. So back in the day or back years ago, adultery was scorned. It was scorned. Fornication was looked down on. You know, and, and other actions of, of depravity were not celebrated or kept, but they were kept in check. 
because they weren't celebrated. They weren't put out there. People weren't looking at it thinking, okay, well, this is, this is fine. I mean, I mean, you can't have it both ways in, in the world. Okay. You can't have uh, no holes barred and then to have holes barred on some things. It's just the way it is. But one thing we can know, the rejection of God in scripture gave rise to, to the modern self. And sovereignty goes from a sacred standard of God to self and anything self wants. And that's what we're looking at today. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and we're, we're now in an overturned reality, a reverse world, an, an evil kingdom where we're being told lie after lie all the time. And so this, this woman was believing a lie or whatever, and she just got herself out there and, and to utter depression land she and this is what happens to people they lose their sensibility you know what happens in our education system see our education system is designed to keep our children from learning anything they keep them from reading and writing and keep them from learning anything which it limits their iqs and it ensures that they can be programmed easier by the counterculture by pop culture by the media narrative by craziness that's out there i mean it's really it's really something that's it's a it's a really it's really insane what you see anymore men and masculinity and women and women and femininity it's being demonized and we have we have misandry i mean misandry which which is now being promulgated in women through indoctrination that men are horrible and and not to be trusted and the movement is to divide and keep men and women divided that's the whole point here and then what happens at all them now what now we we elect this 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 well this dementia patient okay as the president i mean you know, at least we, we i don't know i don't think we elected him but i mean he was sworn in okay uh through all the cheating that went on i think but whatever he was sworn in and then he brings in all these incompetent people like my and so many others we'll talk about him in a little while but he brings all this incompetency all around him. he surrounds himself with this insanity and that these people, well, they they portray, if you will, or they 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 want to put out public policy and laws to normal to normalize and to justify blatant sins. Okay, and uh, th this is what's happening. Okay, and anyone who disagrees with this, with this, you know, with this insanity. Okay, I mean, and the school boards, if you will. Okay. I mean, anyone who disagrees with this is going to be labeled a domestic terrorist by, well, by another incompetent individual, the, the, uh, you know, the, our attorney general. Okay, we can. I mean, uh, I should say uh, Merrick Garland, who was a whisper away from being the Supreme Court justice. Think about that. So this is what we're looking at here, and you know, you're, you're, this is who's in charge. Okay, so they're they're trying to create laws. Of course, they're trying to do it by caveat. What's interesting is this country doesn't know what a king is. We haven't seen a king. We don't know we haven't had a king until now. We actually have this guy doing all this stuff like a caveat and decrees. But anyway, the laws are being made to not only give hearty approval to, the, to, to, to living under lies and deceit and insanity, but also to silence objections to this. So, you know, I mean, this is what you're seeing. So now you can't even voice disapproval. You know, the truth that our society is being defined as hate speech and terrorism. And so this person, okay, who went into this Christian school and annihilated six people, 
instead of Biden coming out and demonizing and, and coming out and 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 declaring that this person was evil and declaring that that it that the horrible that the horrible people that do this sort of thing and how depraved they must be to be able to do such a dastardly thing, he goes out against assault weapons, AR-15s, which is not what this woman had. Okay. And so immediately he seizes a political. So he has no sensitivity whatsoever to what happened. Think about this. Imagine being the parent of one of those children. Imagine being the parent of one of those children. Just imagine that. Okay. You're a parent of one of these children. You're trying to figure out which end is up right now. You just lost your child. I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a child. Anybody that has children knows what I'm talking about. I don't think there's anything harder than losing a child. I can't think of anything harder than that. So, I mean, this is what is out there. So we've got the parents of these three dead children, okay, that are out there now, and they're listening to the President of the United States. Instead of giving, instead of coming out and declaring this evil took place and what can they do to stop this evil, we've got them out there declaring that AR-15s need to be outlawed when it wasn't an AR-15 that did this, okay? I mean, so you're listening to this, and you're wondering, okay, what is this plan? So his plan is to take guns out of the hands of the citizens, okay? We know how that went in Australia with this COVID lockdown stuff. They actually had internment camps in Australia for people who did not get the COVID shot. They actually put them in internment camps. Yes, they did, folks. What happens in a society that becomes disarmed becomes subject to the government. Make no mistake about it. Our founding fathers knew this. So, and and what they're trying to do is they're trying to to take down that 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 constitutional privilege, that constitutional right, and make it so that the people of this country make by declaration they give up that right because they actually believe that this will stop school shootings, and they believe it because an elected official or an alleged alleged elected official makes this declaration. You see, when the President of the United States makes a statement and the media doesn't call him out on it, nobody but people like us call him out on it, then what's happening is people aren't getting the right perspective. So they're hearing this man come out on AR-15s. They believe that it was an AR-15 that enabled this woman shooter to get out there and kill six people in that Christian school. They believe that. They believe it because that's what he said. Okay, why would he lie about such a thing? You know, I can remember... I mean, you know, it, it, I can remember the first time I was lied to by a public official. I'll never forget it because I remember this person telling me something that I found out later was completely false. And all I could think was, why couldn't they just tell me the truth? What was the what was the weight on that which prevented them from doing it? It's because they don't have a problem with lying. It it just comes in second nature to them. They have no problem with it. So, oh, Biden is a liar. Okay. And he, he lies every day, and it's just nothing nothing to it. So you've got these suffering parents of these three children, and instead of calling their homes or talking to them as the President of the United States could, think about the comfort that he could give these parents by picking up the phone and talking to mom and dad and saying, look, I'm so sorry for your loss. And then even trying to make a connection with the loss of one of his sons who died from cancer. Remember, he's actually suffered some of this. So he can actually connect in some capacity. But because he's so far out there and he's so gone, he doesn't even have the ability to connect with people anymore. Everything's so political anymore. So here he is missing the golden opportunity to connect with these parents and to give them some comfort, aid and comfort. He is looking to get 
aid and comfort, if you will, to the people looking to disarm Americans to take away your Second Amendment right by declaring that the weapon that was used was an AR-15 when we know it isn't. Again, the truth in our society is being defined as something it isn't. It's being redefined up, upside down. That's what it is, okay? And, you know, we got people that are actually being triggered by truth. And, I mean, they're being triggered by are you know by past moral standards and everything's being removed from history this is what's happening past moral standards are being removed and being demonized you know paganism and barbarism they're both defined as a lack of civilization that's what it is hating and fearing truth this is what these people are they hate and they fear truth this woman that went into the school she must she must have had before she died a complete hatred towards and fear of truth and it's interesting, in Revelations twenty two fifteen, it says, in the eternal heaven, all liars will be locked outside the gates. It says it right there, that liars are outside. There's, there's no lies in heaven. It's all truth. Yeah. But see, this is what it is. When you look back, and you've heard me quote a lot from 1984, I mean, I, I like to illustrate the fact that a lot of the, you know, like the, uh, the censorship that's going on right now, and and the uh you know the uh and all the big big brother watching and whatnot and surveillance the surveillance nation going on right now um i like to attribute that to what george warwell who wrote 1984 but he made a, he made a declaration one time and that, again this is a, a a humanity point of view here but george warwell stated that the more a society drifts from truth the more people will hate those who speak truth and that's what this is all about okay you know it, it's 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 interesting you know the the evils in germany in in the 30s 1930s that that killed all the all the jewish people the six million plus jews that thrust our world into a world war which killed hundreds of millions of people okay they went from burning traditions remember it went from burning traditions the burning history books. So it went from traditions to history books to people. That was the progression. It progressed from burning the traditions up, burning, setting a fire to all the constructs and traditions that were in place. Then it went to rewriting history to burning people. And this is what we have to watch and understand that Again, that uh, you know, we we've watched this and uh, we've seen this happen, and it's just really it's an amazing thing to me because again, you watch what happened, you realize that yeah, you know, this person, this twenty-eight-year-old woman, okay, had something going on, and you know, I, I there was even a report that said something about her parents told her to sell her gun, and I guess there's some there was some story that that came out that uh, claimed the parents of the Nashville Christian school shooter told her to, to sell her gun she believed she had uh that she had and then well, i should say and believe she had and, and thought that she had that didn't possess any others but I, I think what's interesting again is that her parents are out there saying well we you know we we we, we told her to sell her gun because we we didn't trust her with it but i thought that was interesting okay so i, I think it's it's interesting and, and watch how the fake news is handled i mean this is another thing you watch the fake news channels cnn okay uh, they said that this person was getting a, emotional care or for a care for an emotional disorder 
So instead of calling, I mean, they're, they're just reporting again. This is what's interesting. They report the fact, but they don't, they don't, they don't over perspective. They don't give you an, an, a, an overview of the perspective. They just kind of drill in one little point and report and move on. This was a whole lot more than emotional disorder. And, uh, the, the shooter's parents had, had thought that she, you know, had, she, um, thought that she had, uh, bought and sold one gun in the past and, but that, that was all. So they, they, they reported that. But these fake experts are out there. See, every one of these fake experts going to be on television. And CNN and MSNBC and all these fake news channels are going to be out there bringing these, parading these communists on the screens to tell everybody how we got to get rid of these, you know, how we just got to get rid of the uh, guns, how we just got to get rid of guns. And that's what they're going to be talking about. I thought that, you know, this is what you're going to deal with. But I mean, uh, you know, the, the Nashville Police Department um, said that the shooter's mom asked what was in the bag, and um, when she saw the daughter, <clears throat> what's in the bag? And I think she dismissed it. Mom dismissed it because, you know, it was her it was her motherly thing. But she didn't look in the bag because at the time she didn't know her daughter had any weapons and didn't think anything differently. So I guess she visited the mom before she went down there. She went and saw her mom's. But anyway, the Nashville uh, police would uh, would uh, basically. Uh, there's going to be more out on this anyway. But I, I mean, those those people are heroes. I I saw the uh, the way they went into that school, and again, the way they went there. I saw the actual footage of it. But don't miss this, folks. I mean, don't miss this. I mean, you know what you're dealing with is evil, and that's just the bottom line: dealing with evil. And yes, uh, people who want to deny they are who God created them to be and live their life in that denial, they do have emotional and mental disorders, and that's the truth. Okay, that's the truth, but it's a whole lot worse than that. Because they're, they're, they're being taught to hate everyone else who's not like them. That's what the truth is. Don't miss that, folks. Don't miss that. And don't and, and watch, the, watch the actions of the fake Democrats and these communists and how they're trying to, trying to make this... Uh, you know, try to capitalize on this, which is really, really pathetic. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with, uh, you know, Mayorkas and uh, what Mayorkas is out there doing now. So he's he's saying it's not sound policy to make border crossers seek asylum in Mexico rather than the U.S. So he's, look, it's not, it's not sound policy. Okay, all right, well, why is this sound policy? What makes him say that? I'm curious to know. So we're going to let this guy who claims that our border is secure anyway, or who claims that we don't need walls around the border because, after all, walls don't work, although they have walls around around every building that they're in. But whatever the case is, we're going to let this guy, who Mr. Incompetent himself, who declares there's no border crisis, we're going to let him say it's not sound policy. So this is what we talked about. I mean, we've, heard, we've heard me say it on this show. What kind of public policy do people come up with who, who really, who can't, who, who believe men can have babies? Okay. What kind of public policy can these people come up with? What, what possible public policy can they come up with? Do they come up with sound public policy or do they call sound public policy unsound? Okay. This is what they're doing. So my orcas is calling sound policy unsound policy okay that's what he's doing here and so during a senate judiciary committee hearing he makes a comment and he says uh you know 
he says, uh, you know, that he, he thinks it's not sound policy. And again, I, I just, he goes, to, to include it, impose a safe third country is, is wrong, he said. Well, why would you say that? If you do the safe third country policy, that'll solve half of your problem right there. I mean, but, but Mayorkas doesn't see that. He says, you're not denying anybody asylum. Well, in essence, these people, see, this Mayorkas doesn't get it. See, what a safe third country policy means is it ensures that the border crossers arriving in the U.S. from Canada must first go to Canada or doing so before doing so in the U.S. It's the same thing that's going on in Mexico. They have to declare asylum in Mexico before they can declare asylum in the U.S. That's what that's all about. I think that is sound policy. I think that's very good sound public policy. But again, we're going to let this guy define what sound public policy is. A guy that believes making that baby. So anyway, we're, uh, this is where we're at, okay? And uh, again, I, I don't understand why he, he feels this way. Uh, so he wants to, he, he doesn't believe it's sound and he doesn't want it. He does not want to shut down our entire asylum system. You know, because he does that because, again, he, he's trying to say what what America first is trying to do is shut down the system. Well, that's not what's happening here. What they're trying to do is they're trying to define the safe third country. All they have to do, if they're really serious about America's security, okay, is uh, if you're coming in from another country that you come through, let's say Mexico, and you're seeking asylum, you have to first seek asylum in Mexico. That's all they're saying before you can get here. Well, Mayorkas wants them here. So why do they want them here? Why do they want them here? I mean, that's what's really interesting to me. Why what, Why does Mayorkas want them here? I don't understand that. You know, I mean, should we by, maybe deport them to China? Maybe, maybe, maybe they're trying to seek asylum in China. Is that what they're trying to do? But what's wrong with Mexico? Mexico is a free country. You see, I don't understand why that is. I, I, why are they trying to get them here? See, with a safe, with a safe third part and third country policy, okay, basically the U.S. would be saying to the world's migrants that we respect your right to seek political asylum, but you're going to be doing it in the, in the first free country you come into. Okay, that's what this is all about. I mean, we've had nearly five million border crossers and illegal and illegal immigrants um, apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border, with a million and a half successfully crossing the border undetected. Okay, so it's really interesting. Uh, they've had—I mean, think about it—four and a half million people, folks. That's more people than it's in the state of Maryland. I mean, that's just a lot of people. That's a that's a catch and release network. That's what they're doing. The catch and release network that Biden and Mayorkas promote released 1.7 million people back into the back into our communities. That's when that's what they did. That's what happened here. You know, it's really telling. You know, again, you know, you break things down. You look at the incompetency that goes on. But these these people, and you know, the misery that's happening. The absolute misery that we're seeing, you know, the the crash and burning of the economy. Think about that. You know, think about it. They want amnesty for illegal immigrants. That's what they're looking for. They want unrestricted 
open borders and they want unrestricted abortions. They want lawlessness in our streets and our neighborhoods. That's what they're looking for. They want to end private health care. They want to end that. They want to defund the border crossers. They want to do that. They want to support sanctuary cities. And what's really telling is the American public, they they want to go back to a, to a time where consumer confidence was at an all-time high. They want to go back to a time when gas prices were down to the lowest level in 20 years. Okay, they want to go back to a time where the new the U.S. was the number one oil producer in the world and jobs were reflective of it. And wage, wages were increasing for the first time in years and inflation wasn't. So when you can do that, do the math on this, folks. Let's try to picture this out as, as I know we can because we do it every week. You know, when wages are increasing and inflation isn't increasing, what's happening is the buying power of an American is increasing. So we're increasing the buying power of Americans when your wages are going up, but inflation isn't. Today, the wages are going up with inflation. So what's happening is we have less buying power today than we had just three years ago, four years ago. So a dollar buys less today than it did four years ago. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Don't miss that. This is the truth. And this is what Trump will be running on when he runs for re-election. Trump is going to be making the point, are you better off today than you were three, four years ago? Americans will say, no, I will not. You know, do you want to go back to consumer confidence at an all-time high? Do you want gas prices to be at the lowest level again? Do you want to be a number one oil producer in the world and be exporting the oil and 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 have all these jobs be 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 developed because of this? Do you, do you want to see wages increase and inflation not increase? Do you want to see that too? You know, do you want to reduce crime in our streets? Do you want to stamp out crime once and for all? Do you want to stamp out drugs? Do you want to stamp out fentanyl? Do you want to do you want to defeat the? Do you want to defeat fentanyl? Do you want to defeat the illegal, the illegal drugs that are coming over our border? Are you looking to do that? Because if you are, you're going to vote for a person that's going to tackle it, not a person that denies it. A person that denies we have a crisis at the border is never going to solve for that problem. A person that denies, okay, that you know that it's not science when you make a declaration like you know men can have babies. I mean that's just not science. That's insanity. And so you can't have selective science. You can't declare that on one hand and then declare on the other hand that gravity exists. Okay? You can't deny you can't declare that the earth is turning, okay, like it does, but then on the on another token that token think that there's you know like a hundred different genders out there. These are not these are insane points to make. And so people that believe in these points or want want to molly these other people that come up with these points, create public policy, if you will. Those people are not going to come up with good public policy. They're going to deny that consumer confidence is a good thing. They're going to deny that low gas prices are a good thing. They're going to deny that that uh, you know that that the economy and, and your buying power being increased is a is a good thing. They're going to deny that. They're going to deny that. They're going to deny that the lawlessness is increasing, even though the statistics show it over and over and over. They're going to deny it. They're going to deny that your children aren't learning anything in school. They're going to they're going to deny that. They're going to deny it, even though it's happening right in front of your very eyes. You see, when this goes on and these people make these declarations, folks, you can know that the public policy they're going to come out with is going to be absolutely upside down. And yes, even humanity is going to recognize this. 
And I believe that people are seeing it all over the place. This is what's happening right now. And again, you get back to the the, the public policy, what 44% of Americans, 44% of Americans work a second job. That's a 13% increase under this president. That's millions of people, millions, millions. Think about it. 165 million people. Okay, 10% is 16 and a half million people. 13% is nearly 20 million people. Nearly 20 million people in this country work, work a second job more than we're working a second job three years ago. Think about that. We, under oh, Biden's leadership, as he's living in his land of make-believe, okay, as he's getting tucked in every night with his, after he's had his ice cream or whatever, um, you know, he gets tucked in and gets put to bed. You know, he's not doing anything about this. He he does not see a problem, okay, with 20 million Americans, more than 20 million Americans working more, working a second job now than we're working three years ago. To put that in perspective, that is the population of the state of Georgia. Think about that, folks. That's more people than live in Pennsylvania. That's almost double the state of PA, almost, not quite. It's certainly, um, you know, it's it's like 75% more than the state of Pennsylvania, but it's certainly, it's a lot of people, folks. It's the state of Georgia. Georgia's got about 20 million people in it, okay? That's a lot of people. That's more people working a second job now than they were three years ago. That's misery on steroids, folks. That's what that is. That's misery. That's a misery index reemerging its ugly head. That is the reemergence of a misery index. And I just think it's a very, very important point. When nearly half this country is working a second job, think about that. You know, it's unbelievable. And I can tell you right now, you've got nearly seven out of 10 employed professionals. Think about that. Nearly seven out of 10 employed professionals have a side job or want one. The desire to work longer hours at a second job comes as... The dementia patients, 40-year high inflation has cost American household, the, the, by the way, the inflation he denies, it's cost the American households an extra $5,200 last year, which is nearly $500, nearly $500 a month, like $440 or $50 a month by an average. That's cost, folks. That's pure cost. That's $435 or $40 of less buying power to Americans. That's what that is. And while many Americans are being forced to expand their income, again, the only tr- the only hope they have to expand their income is to get a second job, to work a second job. Think about that. Under this loser president, this is what we got. Under this communist, see, these communists want to keep people downtrodden and depressed so that they turn them to the government. Turn your eyes, not to God, but turn your eyes to the government. Turn your eyes to the government. That's what they want. They, you know, they're looking for another pandemic. I don't know what they're wanting, but make no mistake about it, okay? Um, many Americans are being forced to expand their income by working more hours at the second job. And you know, Biden wants to expand taxes on the so-called gig economy. I, you know, He wants to expand taxes on the middle class. He wants to unleash IRS agents into your bank accounts so they can look at these cashly transactions and figure out as taxi... Years ago, they had tax assessors who would who would assess your property, what you owned. They would look at what you bought, and they would say, you have to pay tax on that. You have to pay tax on that, because it was a cash society. Back then, it was all cash. 
They didn't have credit cards back then. I mean, they had credit, but it was a different type of program. So people would, it was all cash. And so, you know, people bought things. And of course, you know, the government and the cash society doesn't get their tax money. So the tax assessors to fund their, to fund their, their legal theft, if you will, would uh, look over your, your belonging and say, well, I think this is worth being taxed. Um, unless you can show me evidence that you pay tax on that, I'm going to tax you right now. That's what tax assessors did. So what all Biden wanted to do was to put IRS agents into your bank accounts to find things that you weren't taxed on, but you're paying cash for. This is what these people do. Okay, they're trying to create a scenario where the government's watching Obi. Okay, and again, uh, you know, he the IRS is out there threatening people that they're going to be forced to report income over six hundred dollars to the IRS on a form called the the ten ninety nine K, and and the warning was a result of o Biden's America Rescue Plan. So he comes out, I'm going to rescue America back in 2021. And part of that rescue plan was the sick IRS agents on their taxes. Think about that. Think about what's upside down about that. He has a plan called the rescue plan. And in the rescue plan is an attack on Americans' income. Is an attack on your bank account. Is an attack on a middle-class America. So in the rescue plan, written within the rescue plan, was a, was a legal attack by the IRS on Americans' bank accounts. Think about that folks. That's truth you can bank out in Denver, folks. You know, the rules intended to, to compel Americans to pay their fair share because they don't already pay enough. Okay, so these people want you to pay more because they don't think you pay enough. I mean, what kind of people are these people? This is what insanity when we want to know what public policy insane people can come out with. Think about that. I mean, would we would we trust crazed killers like Charles Manson when he was, if he was alive to come up with public policy, would we trust that? Think about what life was in his community called the family over there in this, at Spawn Ranch. I mean, you read the stories about how those people lived in fear all the time. Think about that. How he oppressed his people and that, you know, and how he controlled his people. This is what totalitarians do. They break it down. They don't give you enough. I remember watching a, reading something about what the mafia bosses would do with their people. So, what they would do, I read this somewhere, where these bosses would, you know, that that had these, you know, they had these people close to them, and they understood that these relationships were based on business, nothing else, and they understood that if they gave them too little, these people would look to, well, they would look to, you know, break the family traditions, if you will, to get more of what they thought their fair share was, and if they paid them too much, then they would have too much, they would be able to get too strong. And through that strength, they could take over the leadership. You see, so they had to find that happy medium. And so what they'd do is they'd have, they'd have the happy medium. So these bosses, these leaders of these crime families would pay these people sufficiently to keep them, well, to keep them happy enough, but not too excessively to where they could have enough money to elicit help in which to take over the family, if you will, and to take over themselves uh, and be the new boss, you see. So that's what they did. Okay, that's just the general concept in communist thinking. Okay, the communists want to try to give you enough to where you're happy you've got something, uh, and then uh, but not too much to where you uh, well you can resist them if you want to. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, the communists have their own their own perspective on things. Okay, they want to take everything you have, and they might give you something. So the if you had two cows. The communists wouldn't come over and take one. They take both of them, and they may, if you if you're a good student and a good 
a good little communist, you might get some milk that they give you from the two cows that he just took from you. The communists said, a communist society, the government owns everything. And anything that you allegedly, quote unquote, I use as air quotes, own, I mean, the government can take away. So you don't truly own anything in a communist country because they can take it away. Anything the government can take from you, you don't own. And so in a, in a communist society, that's what it is. So here's old Biden trying to sick these IRS agents on Americans because he doesn't want Americans having too much in their bank accounts. He doesn't want Americans trying to figure out how to get around the IRS and get, he wants the IRS to get their fair share. I mean, after all, who's going to pay for these nearly 100,000 new IRS agents that are making about $80,000 a year each? Think about that. Who's going to pay those salaries? Think about that. I mean, think about the staggering mad there. $80,000 or $70,000 times 100000 That's staggering mad, folks. That's tax money. That's the, the money that's needed to sustain this army of IRS agents, of communists, crawling through your bank accounts to figure out what they can take and tax you on. Think about that, folks. That's what these people want to do. They want to minimize what you have and what success you have. They want to minimize that. They want to give you just enough to where you're you're okay, but not too much to where you can resist the government. Think about that truth, folks, because that's the way it is. And that same truth comes into illegal crime families from back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. That's what it was. And, and so this is what you got to understand. This is what the concept of all of that is, the crime families. That's why we affectionately call the Biden crime family that, the, you know, the fact that he would have top secret documents, classified documents in his garage with his Corvette. I mean, we all can think about what our garages look like, right? Okay. Think about the lack of security in the garage where the garage door is open and people can get in and see, or if you're parading your, your friends to come into your house through the garage and what they're seeing when they walk through, what they're able to take and come in with. And what they were able to take and leave with. Think about that, folks. These are the truths that are out there. These are the people that are that want it that want to create this environment to where you're under control, like George Warwell said. But whatever the case is, 62 percent of Americans, including forty eight percent of high income consumers, are that's true. Forty eight percent of high income consumers are living paycheck to paycheck in February. 62% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Think about that, folks. 40 and nearly half of of high-income consumers, okay, that's high-income people. Now, I don't know what this report is and what's categorizing high-income. High, high My guess is it's over the median, over the household, I should say over the average income, median income, which is probably about 40000 a year, maybe forty-five. So my guess is they're looking at people that live that make sixty or 70000 a year, that are still living paycheck to paycheck. But one thing is for sure, it's up two points in February over it was in January. So there's even more people living paycheck to paycheck in February than it was in January. And my guess is when this report comes out in March, we're going to see the same thing more again in March than we're in February and than we're in January. You see, 39% of the people living paycheck to paycheck with issues pay, have, have issues paying their bills. That's the truth. Well, I've lived paycheck to paycheck. I know what that's all about. Most of us on this show have lived paycheck to paycheck. Most people listening to our show can relate to that. Oh, Biden can't relate to it. Oh, Biden can't even relate to families that just lost their kid 
that just lost their child in this evil shooting in in Tennessee. You know, so he's out there making declarations for government policy than he is in, instead of trying to comfort the the parents of the you know of the of the victims here. This is what's happening here. But again, he doesn't relate to that. He doesn't relate to that at all. But what we're seeing, folks, is we're seeing this misery index reemergence is ugly head. And it truly is reemerging just in time for the next year's election. So I think that's delicious. And we're going to see Donald J. Trump come back out. See, there won't be anybody in the Republican Party that can unseat him. I, I mean, I agree DeSantis is a great governor. And I tell you, I look forward to the day he does run. But I want to make sure Trump is the guy because I think what's going to it's what it's going to take to defeat this machine, this machine that I believe got Biden elected, I want to say illegally, but got him elected through cheating, through fraud, that even he declared that they put together the most extensive voter fraud organization ever assembled in American history. He said it, words from his mouth that was picked up on audio tape that I, I listened to. I couldn't believe it. Uh, again, he was just speaking off the cuff and he made the statement. Well, we understand that. Americans understand that. They're not happy with what they see here. But again, what we're gonna what we're gonna see is we're gonna see Americans that are very unhappy, unsettled, and they're gonna come out and they're gonna vote against these these communists once and for all. They're gonna defeat these people once and for all. And they're gonna bring traditions, they're gonna rescue the traditions and the constructs of our great country. Well, folks, we have to leave it there. We want to thank all of our listeners for taking the time out of their Saturday mornings to be with us. I want to truly thank our all the listeners that, are, that listen to us every week, people that pick up and listen to us every week at 7 a.m. that want to hear our show because they want to hear our perspective as in and in in delivered in a way as only we can. Tune in later today for our show. We've got a great show lined up. See you next week on The Point. Enjoy. Enjoy opening day weekend and baseball all across this country. Um, and uh, thank you again for being with us. See you next week on The Point. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.